Where can you find everything you want to buy? Amazon. What about two-day shipping no matter where I live? Amazon. What about groceries? Yes, Amazon has it. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Fucking love it. So there I am in my car, listening to shitty music. And I ask myself the tough questions. Why am I listening to the same song over and over again? when I could be listening to the D2R Podcast Network. And is it true that he who smelt it dealt? And why the fuck did the chicken cross the road? And what the hell is on Joey's head? Hey, I wonder if Yoko Ono saw yesterday, today. I wonder if tomorrow was yesterday. Rockford reference. The D2R Podcast Network. Live for today or yesterday. Welcome to another episode of Drunk Not Drunk History with Dave. I am your host, Ryan. And in today's episode, we're going to learn all about the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, Dave, whenever you're ready, go ahead and uh, have at it. All right. So, the Battle of the Bulge uh, started in 1969, and it actually happened in San Bernardino, California, uh, the porn capital of the world. And it was actually the first time they actually aired the porn, like the World Porn Star Convention Awards. Uh, they did it live, and uh, it was the battle. Of, they called it the Battle of the Bulge for obvious reasons. We're talking about men's, you know, penises and uh, the bulge in their their pants. And uh, so it started in 1969. It was the first year. Uh, the reason they did it in San Bernardino, once again, because it is the porn capital in the in the world. The porn capital before that, in 1968, was actually in Delaware. And the reason why most things in, like most contests, are void in Rhode Island and Delaware is because of what happened in the porn industry. It started in Rhode Island. They went to Delaware for one year. And then they went to San Bernardino, California, because, well, fucking who cares about California? Um, but, yeah, so the Battle of Bulge was between two gentlemen. And uh, it was a tie because it was the vote. Uh, the American people could vote on it. Back then, they didn't have things like the Internet. You know, uh, They had to vote through snail mail or phone operators. They did do telethons. You know, This was before Jerry Lewis did telethons. Uh, but uh, the, the two candidates was uh, John Holmes and uh, what was his, it was Chris. I can't think. Chris Robbins, I believe, was his last name. And... Uh, and it is spelled R-O-B-B-B. He has three B's, E-N-S. Um, and Chris Robbins um, came in uh, the porn industry in 1942. And uh, he actually did a lot of plastic surgery. Before they actually allowed plastic surgery to be uh, welcome in America, he had to go to Canada to get it done. And Canada first did plastic surgery uh, in 1904. And uh, that was they put a prosthetic leg uh, 
in a person, and because of the leg, they, the guy was actually burned really bad. They took leg skin and put it in his face, and when the skin was scraped off of the leg, it fell on the ground and got some kind of debris and whatnot. They had like some plastic and shit on the ground that got mixed in with the skin. That's when they implanted it in his face to kind of cover over his burns. And they said, oh, wow, it actually it stuck better because the plastic was melted. And uh, so that's what created plastic uh, surgery in 1902 or four. I can't remember what year it was. I, I get confused a lot of times. But it was one of those two years. But, uh, yeah, they started in Canada. So Christopher Robbins. Uh, so he, he uh, measured, I believe, his bulge was four inches. Uh, and Chris Robbins or, and uh, John, John Holmes' bulge was also four inches. Now, I'm not talking about the length of their penis. It's the amount of bulge from their their leg outward how much their pants you know bulged so um the there is a little bit of uh controversy on the voting and that's why there is a tie and they, they call it the battle of the bulge because uh florida is actually surprisingly not the reason why the voting was fucked up it was once again rhode island and delaware so rhode island and delaware uh pooled their votes together because John Holmes is from Rhode Island and Chris Robbins is from Delaware. So they were the capitals of the, the voting. All the voting had to be sent there. Uh, and because, I mean, let's be honest, Rhode Island wanted their guy to win. Delaware wanted their guy to win. So they both rigged the votes. They allowed people to vote twice. Kids that were under the age of 18, so obviously pornography is only 18 and older. Uh, back then in 69, it was 12 and older. So anyone under 12 could not vote. But both Rhode Island and Delaware were caught letting 12-year-olds and under vote, which obviously highly illegal, you know. And the only way to vote is you have to verify that you've watched the videos. And back then, they didn't have, you know, porn on the Internet. They didn't have Pornhub, stuff like that. They didn't have VHS. They didn't have beta. They had reel-to-reel back then, and they were all silent films. So, so they had to allow kids to go into snuff films, like theaters, because they actually had theaters. They called, back then they called snuff, porn snuff. And, uh, or, uh, a puff piece, you know, things of that nature. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they had to actually vote on it. And because it was tied, they had the fucking, you know, the award ceremony in 69 in San Bernardino, California. And they actually had them both come up on stage. And they had to stand shirtless with the same pants. So they had to stand next to each other. And they measured by the casting of the shadow. Uh, they had a spotlight. They had uh, Jerry, Jerry, uh, Jerry Seinfeld actually started working as a spotlight engineer in 1969 at the uh, the Coliseum in San Bernardino, where they had the porn uh, awards. But uh, he had to come on stage with his spotlight and spotlight and shoot it at their their packages. And they had uh, Rodney Dangerfield came out because he was the host that year, and he came out and he actually had to measure the the shadow. And then they called Albert Einstein's cousin, uh, I think his name was Lee. I don't remember his last name, but I know he was related to Albert Einstein, but I'm pretty sure it was Lee. Uh, and he had to do the equation to find out, because obviously the shadow is bigger than four inches. Um, but they had to measure the shadow and the height of the gentleman as long as, as well as the height of the, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, because he was holding the light. They had to measure the circumference of the light. Uh, they had to, 
they called Stephen Hawking's in before he was in his he- the wheelchair. Stephen Hawking's then had to figure out the the speed at which the light was traveling from where Jerry Seinfeld was standing all the way to the other side of the the, the, the theater to figure out that um, they were still four inches together. So this was the first time that they actually. It was like a two-hour event. It was crazy. You know, they had people from uh, all the radio stations. Um, they didn't have any TV back then, but they did have CNN. And CNN, of course, didn't show up to report on it because they were too busy with other bullshit. I think they were covering the uh, the War of the Worlds or something like that at the time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so NBC, uh, TNT actually was there. This was back when TNT started. It was 1969. And because of the Battle of Bulges, where they actually got into wrestling. And that's why wrestling was put on TNT. Because they were so, like, in, they were infatuated with the bulges and the packages. And uh, so that's why they really went into wrestling. So if you notice, wrestling, spandex and shit, it really focuses on the package. You know what I mean? And that's because of the Battle of the Bulge from 1969. So what questions do you have of this Battle of the Bulge? Oh, so many. <laughs> um, wow. It's it's a fun fact. All of it is it, completely true. <clears throat> To so, my recollection, of course. So, he, uh, Chris Robbins' birth name mm-hmm. had the three Bs initially, or is that a stage name? That is a stage name. Oh, okay. So, what do you, do you know by chance what his real name is? Yeah, it's uh, Steve Pence. S- Steve Pence. Pence. P e n t z. P e n t z. Yes, not oh. related to Mike Pence, who you right. were thinking originally. Right. No, it's P e n t z. Um, and, and if you know anything about Pence. So, his father is the one that created Pez. Oh, okay. The mm-hmm. dispensers. Yes, yeah, the Pez candy. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he call it Pence candy? Well, because there's such a small little thing. That's a whole other show, but it's a small right, little right. Pez dispenser. You couldn't fit all of that on there. Oh, okay. So he put Pets first, just took drop the N, because, I mean, the N, everyone drops the N because it's not nice. Um, and uh, so he put Pets but people wouldn't buy it because they thought it was for like candy for their dogs. Mm-hmm. So then he got rid of the T and just put Pez. And he's like, this is my name now. Yeah. So he actually legally changed his last name to Pez as well. Wow. Just the father. So then who won the Battle of the Bulge? It was tied, remember? So nobody won. Nobody the won the Battle of the Bulge, no. It was two hours. It was a two-hour event. It was the exact same. So they both took home half of the trophy. They actually had Bruce Lee come in, and he chopped it in half. And then, uh, you know, just cry, chop the shit out of it. Uh, because Chuck Norris was busy filming Delta Force 10, uh, back then. But, uh, so yeah, he, Bruce Willis, or Bruce Lee, sorry, Bruce Lee cut it in half with the cry chop, and they both took half of the trophy home. Wow. Yeah, and, and to this day, they haven't done another bite of the bulge. They, they just can't do it. Right. Because, I mean, with fake penises and penis enlargements and Viagra, How things like that. How could you ever be accurate? Yeah, yeah. there's not an accuracy. Right. And plus, I mean, Lee's dead. Let's be honest. Lee's dead. Both Bruce Lee and, Albert Einstein's cousin is dead. So right. they don't even have Stephen Hawkins is dead now. So they have no one to even do the right mathematical equations. And Jerry Seinfeld's not going to do anything with porn anymore. Right. You know what I mean? He's way beyond doing spotlights. Right. So they just can't do it. You know, so they just, they don't do it. Yeah. I mean, it all makes perfect sense. <laughs> I know. That's the funny thing. Um, I mean, I guess it's, so really the Battle of Bulge, in a roundabout way, was the creation of today's professional wrestling. Yes, that's what I'm saying. TNT, if had TNT not been there to cover that story, we would not have wrestling. And you would not be a fan of wrestling today, because it would be completely different. 
Right. They'd be wearing like the kid, that, the shit that kids wear in high school. Those wrestling outfits. Right. You know, Leot- like, yeah, the, yeah, leotards. Yeah. The, yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I I don't don't know what to say to you. I don't know what to say. <laughs> honestly, I mean, that's, that's well. I could tell you some of the people that were in attendance if you'd like. If you'd like to, you don't know. Yeah, so I'm, obviously this was a, a media friendly for, for radio. Oh, yes, absolutely. Radio, with, uh, print, but, you know, but, newspapers, magazines. I mean, so was, was TNT and, uh, they, they didn't, as you said, there wasn't TV at that point. There wasn't. Time, so no. they started out with radio. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Radio. Who all yeah. was in attendance? So was this like a celebrity attendance? It was, oh, thing? it was the gala event of gala events. Bill Cosby was there. Of course. Uh, of course, you know. Um, ironically, Van Damme was the host. I don't know why, how he got involved with John Claude. John Claude Van Damme was the host that year. It was the only year he hosted the American uh, Porn Industries Awards. Um, Mel Gibson was there. Sharon Stone was there. Uh, there was baseball players. Daryl Strawberry was there. Mark Gibson was there. Um, Calvary Pins Jr. and Senior Jr. was just a baby at the time, but he was there uh, as well. I believe Carl Ripken gave out a, a, an award that year, and he had his baby up on stage, and he fell off the stage. Ooh. And there's a whole bunch of controversy about that and how they say that Daryl Strawberry kicked him because he knew that he'd be playing against him at some time. Uh, but I believe he was high on cocaine. So I don't believe... He actually did kick him, but it, it, it's possible. You know, weirder things have happened, you know. And there was no video. There was no video, to, so they couldn't, you know, it was just yeah. a he said, she said kind of thing, you know. Right. And uh, no photography whatsoever was allowed inside. Um, they didn't let anybody, like newspapers, well, magazines. Possibly because of the light from the flash of the cameras Correct. could have yeah. messed up the shadow of the bolt. Right. Well, that was just the whole event, they didn't let any photography right. back then. You know, it was just pretty much... The news outlets and the magazines could come in there. Hugh Hefner was there. He had his own suite, um, which was Makes cool. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Um, he had a couple of play- Playboy bunnies, but they weren't called Playboy bunnies back then. Really? Yeah, they were called tramps. Playboy tramps? No, just just tramps. Just, just just, tramps. These are my tramps. Yeah, he'd oh, okay. walk in and, hey, I'm Hugh Hefner. These are my tramps. Nice. And, uh, yeah, they were called the tramps for a while. And uh, they they actually... I believe because of one of the girls that was a tramp for him was in one of the shows and she had a tattoo and it wasn't really a tattoo. It was more of a birthmark on the back, lower back. And they call it the tramp stamp. Ah. That's actually where tramp stamp came from. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and then there was a couple of politicians. I know Ronald Reagan was there cause he was into acting back then. So he was there. He wasn't a presenter, but I believe he was one of the main people that were there. Uh, he was, he was, a uh, actually, recorded on record I, I don't believe it was time but uh, i think it was national geographic was there as well and they interviewed him after the show and he was able to because he was governor of some states and he actually worked fast food delivery in some states mm-hmm. that he was able to vote from each state that he lived in at one time oh wow so he, he was the most he was he actually won an award for voting the most times for the battle of the bulge really mm-hmm he's he was gay too i don't know if you know that or not ronald reagan ronald reagan was gay for three years of his life just three years. 66 through 69. So, and, and he was just experimenting or he had, he had. Well, I read in a book, uh, I think it was one of his, is it the autobiography, the one that you write yourself or is the autobiography somebody does it for you? I would assume you would know that. I don't recall off time. That's not really history that I really give a shit about. I'm not, 
I think the autobiography is what you write about yourself. All right, so in his autobiography, he wrote that his handler made him be gay for three years. He said, if you're gay for these three years, from 66 to 69, then you'll be president someday. Wow. And he wanted to be president, you know. Um, and ironically, shortly after the 69, when he quit being gay, because in 1970 he wasn't gay anymore after that, his handler was killed. Really? His handler was killed. Now, in the book it says killed, but the autopsy says it was suicide. So um, I don't believe that it's public right now, but I'm going to say it, and I'm going to tell everybody right now on the show, I will never kill myself. I don't want to ever kill myself. I'm perfectly happy in the life that I live in now. But the Clintons did know his handler. Really? Yeah. So you're kind of alluding to something. Yeah, well, I'm not myself, but it was in the book. Right, in the book. In, in Ronald Reagan's book. Right. Um, the autobiography. So actually, the autobiography that he, from Ronald Reagan. That he wrote right. in 1971 before oh, okay. he was even president. Yeah, okay. it was it was all kind of about his his acting life, his gay life, you know, why he was gay. Right. And I believe it was called uh, If I Was Gay okay. for three years. Um, that's the, the subtitle of the book. It's called If I Was Gay, and then like small t- subtitles says for three years. Right. Uh, and it talks about 6669. It talks about, you know, uh, his handler being killed by the Clintons. Um, this is how he supposedly, the official report is he drove his car into his house five times, shot himself in the face four <laughs> times, and then hung himself. And this was Ronald Reagan's handler. Ronald Reagan's handler, 1970. It's strange that, with, I mean, beyond you telling us now that we, nobody had ever heard any of this. They, they like, really kept this secret. I tell you, I do a lot of digging. I, I really look into things, you know. Yeah. Um, when you and I talked about making this show, I was like, I want to be the most factual person I know. So I didn't go to Snopes. I didn't go to Wikipedia. I went to my national library, and I read books. Wow. Yeah, and a lot of the other stuff, like some of the other things you've asked me about, I remember from high school. You know, right. this was something like because I really liked Ronald Reagan when he was a president. Um, I and I really only liked him because of the fucking video from uh, Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <laughs> Superman, where are you now? Right. When he was a president then, um, so that's how I knew him as a president. And because of him being that puppet, I was like, wow, this dude was awesome, and he was an actor. Like, I want to read about him. So I read a lot about him. Right. His autobiography. I read his mail. Um, I did. <laughs> I read a lot of stuff about him. I really know him inside and out. Like right. I know him better than Nancy did, before and after her tip. Wow, that's uh, that's incredible. Yeah. So, anything else about the Battle of the Bulge, or is that pretty much wrap it up? Then I mean, I um, think you covered most of it. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the really gist of it. I didn't want the show to be really long, um, but uh, yeah, that is really it. Now they do have a different version of the Battle of the Bulge in Japan. Really? And that's all strictly on gay porn, and they just started that in 2011. Is it blurred? No, no, it's all full on, full on dick on dick. They they snoodle, they tunnel, they uh, they felch, um, and that's that's all it is. And, it, and what it is is the battle of the bulge is the the man who gets the most semen in his ass is the winner. <laughs> and I I don't really partake in it. They've been doing it for almost 10 years now. You know, and really? it's really huge in Japan. I don't want to say this where sushi comes from, but you might that out. You know, might not want to do sushi a lot. Um, just, just throwing that out there. So I'm an avid voter of not liking sushi, so. and now you know why. It's always salty. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> and, almost uh, natural that I yeah. don't like it. 
and I'm glad I don't like it because of that. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah, um, that's a whole other show. But yeah, that's how they created sushi was through gay guys having sex in Japan. In Japan. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been very enlightening today. Always happy um, to be here to, to fill you in on the knowledge that I have acquired over the years. Wow. And, and uh, I think the listeners learned a lot. I think they did too. Yeah. I really did. And uh, listeners, when you're listening, if you want to know something about any type of history you really want me to, to dig into, give us a call, 872-242-8311. Leave us a message. Say, hey, Dave, I really want to know about this, whatever that is. And we'll talk about it. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll name drop you. We'll say, hey, you know, Susan Sarandon called me and said we want to hear this, and that's what we're going to say. I don't know where her name came from. It was the first thing that popped in my mind, but right. yeah, uh, probably because she slept with Ronald Reagan. Really, mm-hmm. a little, little tidbit at the end. There. Another tidbit. I like to awesome. drop nuggets every day. Yeah. So. Um, well, uh, thanks, Dave, Absolutely. for uh, another edition of Drunk Not Drunk History with Dave. Uh, I have been your host, Ryan, and until next time. Do you have a question, comment, or concern? 872-242-8311. Or maybe you'd just like to hear your voice instead of ours. 872-242-8311. Then call the D2R Podcast Network hotline at USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. No matter the time or day, you can call 24-7 and operators will be standing by. 872-242-8311. Your call is important to us. 872-242-8311. So once again, USA Chat 311. 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. 872-242-8311. We're going to buy a director's chair. Amazon. Where can I buy Welcome Back, Cotter on DVD? Amazon. Where can I buy that Humping Animals adult coloring book with a dog fucking a chicken on the back? Amazon. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Buy an oven mitt. Sometimes to ease a shitty day, you got to listen to podcasts. Well, you're in luck. The D2R Podcast Network is full of life-changing podcasts. Whether you're dealing with a shitty boss, a pissed-off spouse, or a cat shitting in your milk, we've got you covered. Go to D2RPN.com now, but check with your doctor if you have a heart condition, male pattern baldness, female mustache, muffin top, or if you have three or more nipples. Side effects may include anal leakage, erections lasting less than four hours, spontaneous combustion, heroin addiction, gratuitous fisting, and blindness. Seek immediate medical attention if your penis falls out. The D2R Podcast Network. Viva Podcast! Well, that was a fucking waste of time. <laughs>